Well, it's noon here in Ventnor, New Jersey, and this is news that you can use from, well, Car Edge with your hosts, Zach and Ray, for Tuesday, July 25th. And, and good news, folks, we have a new internet set up, and hopefully the damn thing works. Fingers crossed, folks. Here yes. is the deal, Dad. We're going to kick today's show off talking about General Motors. GM, their earnings came out just today, and holy hell, Dad. They have shocked the automotive industry because I think I think the phrase is holy poop, Batman. Holy poop, Batman. GM has shocked the auto industry. Their sales are up way more than everyone else. Their average transaction price is up more than everyone else. They haven't had to raise incentives as much as everyone else. The story coming out of General Motors this morning is that Ray and Zach and Car Edge and all you folks saying the auto industry is doomed, you are wrong. The auto industry has never been stronger. We'll break down the data in just a second. But those are the themes, Dad. I was in disbelief when I read through it. Well, you know, maybe you just haven't caught on to what's really going on in the industry. I mean, that's what it felt like this morning. Or yes. maybe GM uh, is is and the OEMs in general are going to make a lot of money, and the dealers are going to be the ones that feel the pain of left the next. holding the bag. Yeah, that's actually that, that's my interpretation. But let's read through this. Now. Okay. General Motors' high vehicle sales and strong average transaction prices are expected to produce improved financial results from a year ago. They, they did, but they've already announced their earnings. Yeah. Wall Street analysts have been upping their forecast for GM's results throughout the second quarter and say they will not be surprised if GM exceeds their expectations. Year over year in the second quarter, sales are up 19% over at General Motors. Uh, in China as well, sales are up nearly 10% year over year. So you can look at the chart here, Dad. Yeah. Sales at GM are going up. Okay, can I help you with it? Um, in the article I read, the big takeaway from it was the sales have increased dramatically in commercial and fleet. Okay. Wait, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. So what does that leave out? Uh, oh, you, the retail customer. Yes. You think you think automakers are going to pad their stats <laughs> with commercial and fleet sales? Apparently so, mm. as long as they're profitable. As long as they're profitable. <laughs> yes. All right, fair enough, Dad. But how you know? Can you make sense of this? Let's look. Let's look. Let's look. Market share up to seventeen percent. That's a bounce back. Incentive spend, yes, has only gone up to about two thousand dollars per vehicle. We're going to talk about some of the other automakers in a moment here, like Stellantis, for example, and Nissan. But two thousand dollars per vehicle, we're still way below. Yes. Look, Cadillac incentives. $3,000 per vehicle sold. It used to be that you'd get $9,000 off on a Cadillac. So it looks like, you know, we're talking about inventory building up and we're starting to see a slight increase in incentives, but nothing nothing massive quite yet. No. I mean, Buick incentives are up, uh, what was it, 79%? But that's from 1900 or that's to $1,923. So even, yeah. even, even brands like Buick that we talk about all the time, hey, inventory is just sitting around. Eh. Yeah, they're up seventy nine percent, but they're still not a lot. They it's, used to be five to six thousand dollars. Yes, and and so they're a third of that. What does that tell you? Cadillac incentives are still a third of what they used to be. Chevy incentives are still about almost half. a third, half to a you know, yeah, yeah, half of what they used to be. GMC incentives a half to a third of what they used to be. Average transaction price here, Dad. This is what is driving me crazy. Average transaction price at GM, $52,451, up another 4% year over year, or quarter over quarter, excuse me, at GM. So sales are up yes. 17%, and average transaction prices are up 
4%. And we're not seeing, I mean, we are seeing for Buick, yeah, 79% increases in incentives. But incentives are still between half and a third of what they used to be. GM, Dad, from yeah. their earnings, is making us look like we got it all wrong. GM is saying, hey, the strength of the consumer, we can sell cars at high price points, and we don't have to incentivize them that much. Making us? Making making us look all wrong, Dad. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I thought it was you. Hey. <laughs> what do you make of this? These are incredibly strong results from General Motors. I, I think the incredibly strong results from General Motors are due to their increase in fleet and commercial sales. Um, I, that's what I think it is. I, I think their retail side of things is uh, still pretty much stagnant. Okay, so if 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 your growth is coming from <clears throat> pent up commercial demand because you couldn't you couldn't fill the commercial needs during the pandemic, and pent up fleet sales because you couldn't you couldn't fill those needs during the pandemic. Well, that's that explains the bulk of it. But if average people aren't out there buying their product, if if retail sales to retail customers, average everyday people, if they're not up 17 percent or if they're only up a couple of percent, that explains everything. It's, it, you know. The average person, the average retail buyer, that percent of the market is shrinking and has been. And and I've been saying it for the longest time. You know, uh, commercial and, and fleet sales, man, they, they can make up a lot when you've had all this pent-up demand. Well, once they catch up to that pent-up demand, then what happens? Yeah, fleet sales are up to one in five new vehicles sold last month was to a fleet or commercial customer. And we talk about fleet. Those are rental cars, governments, uh, businesses, things like that. Yes. Not us. Yes. And, 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 and yes, for GM, it bodes really well for the company where they, where they have increased their expected profitability for the year um, by a, a, a billion to two billion dollars. And that, that's all great, except once those fleet and, and commercial sales are, are um, taken care of, yeah. then, then what do you do? You know, we point a lot of fingers on this channel at bad dealers frequently, right? We say, hey, all the time, all the time. Yeah. And with good reason. Yes. The people who are making a bunch of money in this industry, yes. the OEMs. You're, you're right. They just increased, GM increased their expected earnings for the year by a billion dollars. Not revenue, earnings, profit. Oh, and earnings for the year, uh, they're expecting to fall somewhere between twelve and fourteen billion dollars. Now, let's just say it's twelve. That means they're making a billion dollars a month, ladies and gentlemen. And hey, corporations are entitled to make money. Absolutely, they totally get it. Where I get frustrated in this is look at these paths for average transaction prices and how much they've gone up. There's no no clear minded way to say, hey, we could. We should just continue to increase average transaction prices. And you know what? People can afford them. They can afford them. If they can't, they can't. But hey, profit's up. Eh. There's a lot of cost cutting going on at GM as well. Now, that, that the yes, other that's, that's the other thing. They're, yeah. they're looking to, they're looking to uh, reduce costs by another billion dollars. They had, they had set a goal of $2 billion, and they've now raised that to $3 billion. 
it's a tale of two stories. So GM's earnings are incredibly positive. They've shocked the industry for being so good. Yes. Now the you know the devil's in the details. A lot of that has to do with commercial and fleet and how long will that last. Got it. Look at some of their competitors, Dad. We're going to talk about Stellantis here for a moment. Their earnings come out tomorrow, but we still have a bit of a preview yes. on the data. Average transaction prices at Stellantis have increased another 5% to $57,210. Got a typo up here. $57,210. At the same time, sales at Stellantis, let me come back up here. Sales at Stellantis have gone up a measly 6%. So GM is three times the growth rate of Stellantis. However, Stellantis, maybe they could make a case for this, Stellantis... Also, is spending way more per vehicle, $3,000 in incentives per vehicle sold. And their average transaction price is $57,000. I'm going to put you on the spot here, Dad. What do you think the average transaction price for a Ram pickup truck is last quarter in the United States of America? I don't think you'll believe this. Ram pickup truck? Mm-hmm. Um, 62.5. Any guesses in the chat? What do you think the average transaction price for a Ram 1500 pickup truck? We've got on the caredge.com slash guides on our blog tomorrow. Justin will be doing an article about affordability of vehicles. We did some uh, statistical analysis here. I hate to say it, but Susanna is not terribly far off. Oh, my God. 67,000 is a good guess. 66 is a good guess. 68 is a good guess. 65. I guess you're telling me that 62.5 was not. I think you're just going to be a little bit light on your 62 guess, Pops. Let's pull it back up on the screen here. The average transaction price for a Ram 1500. Where was it? Where was it? It was on here a second ago. Sure it was. Maybe it was up here. Bear with me. It was $66,000. Excuse I'm not me? sure if I'll be able to find it on the screen here, but it was it was sixty six thousand dollars. I don't know, it's somewhere on the page there, which was just absurd to me, Dad, when I read that. I mean, the fact that <laughs> a pickup truck. I mean, we do yes. this all the time. Yes, we get we're shocked on a daily basis. Absolutely shocked. Yeah, yeah. sixty six thousand dollars. And then we look at Ford and F series, and it's also sixty five, sixty six thousand dollars. It's it. And then they come out and hey, we're making an extra billion dollars this year. Well, that, that it's unbelievable. That that's GM. That's not necessarily Ford, but it it, it it it's scary to think that Stellantis has raised their MSRPs as much as they have. And what what was that number the other day when we looked at it? Forty some percent over the last five years. Oh, here I'll pull it up on the screen. Give me one second. I got to go to Twitter. To the Twitterverse? To the Twitterverse. To the Exerverse. To, to, <laughs> to something. I'll put it up on the screen. I posted yeah. this on Twitter just the other day. Yeah, here. We can read this together. Let me zoom in. It's clear that automakers are strategically shifting their focus away from entry-level models. Case in point, the significant drop in production of base trims like the Ram 1500 Classic, GMC Sierra SLE, and Ford F-150 XL since 20. 19. The strategy has effectively driven up the price of these models. For instance, the Ram 1500 Classic saw a 26.26 price hike between 2019 and 2023, while its inventory fell by 87.94%. Wow. So the entry-level option at Ram went up by 26.26% over five years, and they got rid of the entry-level option. (laughs) There's 88% less inventory, available inventory at that price point. Let that sink in. And 
And that is one of the reasons why their average transaction price is at $66,000 and their increase in sales is at 6% as opposed to General Motors that's at 17%. You can't, I'm trying to think of a nice way to say this. You can't take crap and price it like it's not when it still is and then expect it to sell as well when it was much cheaper crap. <laughs> so can like a true car guy. <laughs> we are, I do want to say this at the, so we are hosting the car edge sales and you probably heard us talking about yes. this. We have a video tomorrow coming out on the channel talking about it. at the car edge sales event. We have pre-negotiated. It is 20% off of Ram 1500s. 20% off between the dealer discount and the OEM discount, 20% off. That doesn't tell you that they're overpriced. I don't know what else tells you <laughs> that they're overpriced. 20% off on 1500s because there's so many of them. I want to take this story back though, Dad. I think we are going to see, because we also have a preview here. Let me pull it up on the screen. We have a preview from Nissan as yes. well. I'll pull that up. Obviously a different automaker than uh, Stellantis or General Motors. We have Nissan's quarterly performance expected to be strong. Once again, sales at Nissan up 33%. Yeah, but they were really in the toilet last year. I know, but I guess yes. my point here But is, they've made a nice recovery. Exactly. That's yes. my point. We're we're in earnings season. Now. Yes. Earnings season for these automakers. And they look strong. I mean, the exception would maybe Stellantis. Like, it could be stronger and, and whatnot. But I'm I'm blown away by that, Dad. We have we are talking. Maybe maybe the realization is that all that we're talking about the doom and gloom. Maybe that's actually a little bit later on this year. Maybe the the wholesale and fleet sales will be able to sustain this industry for a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm really surprised by how positive and upbeat these results are when you look at average new car interest rate nine percent. When you look at average transaction price for a new car forty eight thousand. Like I'm when, when blown you, away, honestly. When you look at um, Average on hand new dealer inventory, um, just under 2 million vehicles on hand. When that number just a year ago was about a million, maybe a million two. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's surprising. Uh, it's What's surprising is as the inventory has grown that the incentives really haven't um, crept up as much as we thought they might. Um, but apparently they're still enough people in the smaller uh, market that they're playing in that can afford these these higher priced vehicles and are still buying them. Um, maybe maybe not as many people as they would like. But Definitely enough. not as many, but yeah, exactly. Enough. Yeah. All right, I want to switch gears. I want to talk about the financial markets for a moment here. Before we do, I want to pull this up on the screen. Billy yeah. says, last week, the data said Jeep was one of the most Googled brands of cars in the United States. Jeep is getting more popular. Jeep, you can. Um, we'll send our invoice to you directly. We are making Jeep more popular because we yeah. talk about how much inventory they have. Yes. All the freaking time. No one's buying them, but now people seem to be buying them because... There's some discounts and some incentives. Yes. And Blackburn says pl- prices need to plummet no more overpriced MSRPs. I think that is really the theme here. These OEMs, I think, are going to continue to get kind of fat and happy because people keep buying these things, commercial customers, retail customers. The MSRPs need to, to, to um, uh, what's the word, like come back down to normal. Like um, uh, fall to earth. Recalibrate. They need to recalibrate. Ooh, recalibrate. No, I mean yeah. that genuinely. Like yeah. the, the MSRPs got out of, out of whack. Yes. 
and people are still buying them, but they need to kind of recalibrate. They need to- we, we need to see, and we discussed it to a certain degree yesterday, we need to see manufacturers make a concerted effort to produce more lower-priced entry-level vehicles, for instance, the Dodge Ram 1500 Classic, yep. um, so that there's more of those vehicles available which would bring more people back into the market. Um, the problem is that at what the average transaction prices are today, the average person is not the one that's buying that. Now, they might have wanted to if it were still at forty-five dollars to $50,000, but at $66,000, they just can't find themselves uh, anywhere near capable of doing that. Yeah. All right. Let's switch gears because another piece to this puzzle is getting financing for the purchase of those vehicles. I saw this article earlier today that we're going to turn to it in just a second. Alarm bells. Okay. I don't, no one's going to talk about this. You're not going to see it on the nightly news. Alarm bells went off when I saw it. Before we do that, I want to say hi to Rev Nation here. This is Joe. Yeah. Saying good afternoon, gentlemen. Pops, you don't even, you weren't even aware of this. Joe is one of the newest car coaches back at Car Edge, and Joe has his own YouTube channel as well, Rev Nation, so we encourage you to check that out. For those of you that are unfamiliar. Welcome, Joe, and and Rev Nation. Welcome, Joe, and and Rev Nation. For those of you that are unfamiliar, we help people buy cars and sell cars every single day. That's Mario on our team, Ashley, Phil, who's here in the chat with us today. We have the, the Car Edge data platform, the coach program, the consult program, Got the promotion that ends at the end of the month. By now, you should know we're pretty consistent with that. But we did bring back consult calls recently with folks like Joe and others, yes. other coaches on our team. So please, please, please go take a peek at that before the end of the month. Let's switch gears and welcome again, Joe. This headline, Dad. Yeah. Thank you, Amanda Harris from Auto Finance News. Banks offload auto debt as deposits shrink. We're going to dig into it. We talking Banks? shrinkage. <laughs> We're talking shrinkage. shrinkage. This, this, this is your your Seinfeld portion of the show. We are talking shrinkage. You know what happens when you just get out of the out of the cold ocean? You've Banks? got shrinkage, baby. Offload auto debt as deposits experience yes. shrinkage. Shrinkage. All right, let's do a quick quick uh, uh, reintroduction to how um, uh, paper works in the auto industry. You go buy a car. I do. All right. Yeah. I do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just say I do to each I do. You go buy a car. Okay. A financial institution does indirect lending through the dealership. So the dealership has a relationship with Huntington Bank. Yes. Huntington Bank gets your credit application and says, hey, dealership, here's the price that we're willing to loan the money at, 5%. The dealership says, great, I'll sell it to the customer at 7%. Awesome. Works, That's how works they do. for most dealerships, yes. Then that bank behind the scenes, Dad, they yes. bundle thousands, tens of thousands of those loans into asset-backed securities so that they can go sell them and they can say, hey, here is a bundle, a tranche, a vintage of loans that we put together. And they are generally within these credit criteria and these scores and for these types of vehicles. And then they go sell them. Dead. For less than what for less than what the what the loan would come to maturity at because they're getting a premium. They're they're, they're not getting they want the money now. Exactly. They're getting the money now. That's how this industry works. So when you see this article in the industry publication, 
auto finance news. Banks offload auto debt as deposits shrink. And you and you just start to even glance. You don't even have to read the whole doggone thing. You but get you here. Should. You should. Yeah. Bank of America, for one, yes. is preparing its first auto asset-backed securities deal since 2012, a $1.2 billion transaction backed by new and used auto loads. Prime. Prime. Auto prime loads. auto loads. Yeah. They're doing their first deal in a decade. Yes. In over a decade, Dad, because they want to. And because deposits are shrinking. So so if part of the problem becomes if the deposits shrink and basically, this is how you, you know, people put money in, in the banks and then banks say, hey, we're, we're, we're going to be generous. We're going to give you a whole one percent today, <laughs> perhaps on your savings account. So give us as much money as you can. And then they take that money that the customer gave them and they lend it to other people at higher interest rates. So there's a spread there. That's how they're making money. Yep. But if, if they keep lending money and there isn't as much money as they're lending coming in, that's shrinkage. That's shrinkage. And that's when you say, okay, let's take $1.2 billion worth of our outstanding auto loans and let's sell those so we can get some additional cash to make up for our shrinkage. Is that about right? That's about right. Yeah. I think it also indicates, Dad, the crunch that um, financial institutions are feeling. This is another reason why they're going to be less interested in making new auto loans. They want to have more money on their books and they're being more judicious about determining where they want to invest that money to yes. make that spread that you're describing yeah. from the consumers who put their deposits there to the investments that they make and the money that they make. And, and like if you're Citizens Bank, I think it was. They, they, they left. Yeah, they said the hell with this. They're just busy selling off their remaining auto loans because they don't want to be in the auto loan business anymore. I was looking at GM Financial's uh, quarterly report. Yes. And, you know, it's strong as well, Dad. I was looking there. Their delinquency rate went up a little bit. Their uh, charge-offs went up a little bit, but it's pretty strong. So, so I think what you're going to end up seeing here is more and more proliferation of I get my financing through the manufacturer mm -hmm. and more and more challenge for people who want to buy a used car and get financing on that. I think this is my supposition. We've got a Fed fund, a Fed meeting tomorrow. We're going to continue to see. Are in we invited? We're not invited. We're going to continue to see <laughs> yeah. interest rates go up which is going to make the cost to borrow, the cost to purchase these assets more difficult, which should continue to put pressure on the market. But I think that's going to um, un... What's the word? It's going to disproportionately impact used vehicles as it does new vehicles. Tomorrow will be an entire show dedicated to the used car market. The too long didn't read is wholesale values continue to go down. And I think this indication from Bank of America and mm -hmm. others saying, you know what, we're disinterested in lending for auto loans. And we're going to wash our hands of the loans that we have, you know, written in the past. Oh, and we're, we're running out of deposits from consumers. That's a messy mix, man. It is. But, you know, let's – what was the amount of deposits? $17.2 trillion. trillion. So it's, it's – it, We are it, working it, in the trillions, yes. Yeah. So it's not like there's this – oh, 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 darn, we only have $3.89 left. Okay. But – the amount of deposits is down, you know, the, and, and let's face it with inflation, with, with everything else out there, um, you know, people might have to dip into their savings a little bit to, uh, to consistently make ends meet every month. And that's going to impact it. So, 
you know, thankfully I don't. <laughs> I find it fascinating, Pops. I really, really do. You All know right. what I find fascinating? We, 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 three and a half years ago, started this nonsense with videos to try and level the playing field for people to help them uh, deal with uh, many of the uh, practices that dealerships mm -hmm. employ in order to extract as many dollars from the customer as they can. Little did we know that we would spend as much time talking about asset-backed securities, <laughs> um, the sell-off of, of auto loans, um, as we do. I mean, it's like we have, uh, I'll say you more so than me, you have really broadened your, your horizons gotcha. as, as to um, what you have to have at least some working knowledge of. Absolutely. And in many cases, some expertise in. Absolutely. So it's the journey has been uh, incredible when you think of it like that. Favorite part of the journey is every time we get to do this segment. Really? Something must have happened because you got to be kidding me. <laughs> All right. Really got to be kidding me, folks. <laughs> this is posted over on the Car Edge community forum, caredge.com slash community. Yes. The post is here from Victoria. Yes. Would buying a car through dealership sales event even worth it the reason this is our really gotta be kidding me is look at how dealerships market these things okay back by popular you gotta demand. yell it you gotta yeah. yell it. back by popular demand yeah. our annual blowout sales event is going on now at jupiter chevrolet get into a new vehicle zero down payment <laughs> available this week only wednesday through saturday yeah. comment message my voucher to secure payments like Look at this thing. Payments starting as low as $299 a month, and that only requires $42,000 <laughs> down. <laughs> so Victoria's obviously in the community forum looking yeah. for, like, should I buy into this crap? Yes. We're obviously, in case we talked about it 10 minutes ago, we're running the Car Edge sales event. Yeah. It's the polar opposite of this. First-time buyer, come see us. Late payments, come see us. Repossessions, come see us. Bankruptcies, come, come see us. Come see us. We're not going to be able to help you, but please come see us. <laughs> what is this crap, man? And then Keith in here saying, it's old school. not really these types of events are usually created by marketing firms yes. who are hired by the dealership yeah, to well, generate that's, that's leads. Be that's because those marketing firms oh and those dealerships are stuck in the 1970s, 1980s, 1990s. And and it's repossessions. Come and see. Yeah, come and see. And, and it's, it, it, I don't know if that means bring your repossession. <laughs> I'm not sure. So you can drop it off here. Uh, but, you know, what we're trying to do. The it, polar it, opposite of this. It's it's like we're trying to, to bring an industry into the 21st century that's still, I don't know, in the, in the 19th century. Um, and it's like, it's like they're kicking and screaming and they just can't stop doing crap like that. It's like a okay. drug, man. They, they, they can't stop being a parody of how people see them. I mean, they, you know, it, the irony is, is, is that they are exactly what people think they are. Okay, and and we're trying desperately to to bring them along to to try and show dealers 
that there are better ways of doing this. It just shouldn't. I mean, the reason it's really got me, Kimmy, is just like that type of marketing. The it, all caps, the bankruptcies come see us. The it's, reason, it's like the you, upside down sales events. We're going to see more of those. Yeah, I hate. But, but you don't. You you won't know this. And 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 the people in the New York area, in New York City area, they will know this. North Jersey, Connecticut, New York City. In the in the seventies or eighties, there was a concern called Crazy Eddies. Okay, okay. What's Crazy Eddies. In Crazy Eddies, they sold electronic equipment. They sold refrigerators you know they sold appliances and and at crazy eddies their prices were insane and there was literally someone at the door and if you were walking out empty-handed he would grab you and go what's it going to take if we could save you another five percent can we get you to take this today um and i believe crazy eddie himself um, um, moved to Israel to avoid extradition on, <laughs> on like uh, tax charges or something. But it was, you know, prices are, and that, and that's the type of marketing. Now, Crazy Eddie's went out of business, okay, and and but that's the type of marketing that automobile dealerships still think they need today, and they don't. Um, you know, you. You have to, at some way, you have to evolve. And and they, many dealerships just refuse to. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I hear Look, it. the family ran away. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, bring your repossessions here. I hate that, man. You're yeah. never going to see that from us. If you, by the way, if you are upside down on your car loan, mm-hmm. do your best to pay it off. That is the best thing you can possibly do. If you are... You are behind on payments. If you are going delinquent, contact the financial institution. Let them know See if you can do partial payments. Yes. Yeah. We are so adverse to this idea of bankrupt. Come to get the hell out of here. <laughs> um, we've got that from EA Connor. Is there a Ray and Zach who are covering the service side of the auto industry? Um, Johnny's Car Care is one of the community members here. I see has a YouTube channel. Um, AMD, the car care nut. I yes. don't think he covers the industry as much, but his videos are just awesome. So I recommend AMD, the car care nut. Mike says GM and Ford are heading into another industry government bailout. No, not based on the earnings we're seeing. Yeah, I mean, you know, how can how can you ask the government for a bailout when you're making you're fourteen billion. billion dollars in a year? Now, that's not to say that they couldn't piss that all away in in you know a couple of months. Um, you know, I I know Ford just got a guaranteed what was it nine point two billion dollar loan um, to help with the EV battery manufacturing yeah. facilities or something. Um, so, you know, is the government helping to subsidize some of the things that these manufacturers are doing? Absolutely. They always have. Apparently, they always will. That's your and my tax dollars at work, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. It's just, just the way this is set up. I want to leave everyone. Also, we've got Corey here. I've been pitching using new marketing ways to change the dealerships. They are stuck in the old ways. More Hi, attention, everyone. Jeez. The dealer has shut down. Have a good day. See, the, Thanks, thing is, Gina. the thing is, Gina knows we do a show. Every day. Gina she knows, knows yeah. we do a show. Yeah, I'm going to call her and I'm going to go, WTF. <laughs> Gina knows we do a show. <laughs> Dad, we are we are made for reality TV. Because, <laughs> <We are. laughs> like, that's what this is. Yes. 
Gina knows. I walk in every day. Today, she's like, oh, you're cutting it close on the show. She knows. Hi, Gina, if you watch this. Okay, here's the deal. I want to leave with this. I had a a chat this morning with CarWow. So for those of you who watch the um, uh, Drag Race videos on YouTube, it's typically CarWow. Such a cool experience that because when we started this three and a half years ago, they were some of the inspiration to start a YouTube channel. So I just want everyone to know it was such a cool moment. So thank you to everyone who supports us because I'm pretty sure that's why they reached out to us was because they saw some of our YouTube videos and what we're doing. So that was. I'm I'm waiting for Gina to think we're at a deli and she goes, now serving number 112, 112. (laughs) All right. Car Edge Electric, please go check it out. CarEdge.com, please check out all the different resources we have to help you back there. And we will be back tomorrow. Yes. At noon noon Eastern, 9 Pacific. I'll probably be sweating. Used car market update. I want to be very clear. The used car market. There are a lot of interesting things going on tomorrow, so we'll do a full analysis of that. I'll see maybe if Brandon from Car Questions Answered can join us as well. Everyone go enjoy your afternoon. You do the same, Pops. Car Edge Electric.